Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Energy Speaks Back, powered by B2B Energy. My name is Paul Webb, and I'm the founder of B2B Energy, and I'm also your host. And weekly, I present to you energy experts from around the world. Welcome to episode 112. Our purpose, as always, is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. We would like to thank Esther Energy, who are our certificate partners. My guest today works for a company within the building construction sector. And there's a slight twist to it. He is a results-driven sales director with a focus on renewable energy and sustainability in the construction and building industries. So without any further ado, I give you Corey Fry. Good afternoon, Corey. How are you today? Very good. Thanks, Paul. Still uh, still morning here in Toronto, Canada yes. for another 20 minutes. But yeah, good afternoon. I was about to say that because you're just coming up to the midday, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. And uh, have you had a busy one this morning? It has been. You know how Monday mornings are always busy, right? So, yeah. yeah. I started doing my interviews on a Monday afternoon for my sins. Rush, rush, rush in the morning, knowing I've got this interview to do in the afternoon. Yeah. So it's, the pressure's on always. Um, so what's the weather doing there at the moment? Uh, a little cool. We were actually coming off a stretch of, of beautiful weather here in Canada. Spring showed its face for the first time. So the last four or five days we've had, uh, you know, more than 20 degrees centigrade and wow. sunny days. and But this is very typical of Canadian spring. Uh, spring shows its face for, for a couple of days, just gives us a taste. And then we get a bit of a cold snap again, which we're at today, about six or seven degrees Celsius today. Um, we might even see one more light dusting of sun, uh, snow rather, before uh, before spring really shows its face for good. So, yeah. And I, I, is this typical weather for you guys over there? It is, yeah. The last few days, as I said, have been warmer than typical, but uh, but but that's also typical. Just that little little taste <laughs> yeah, yeah. at first. So yeah, it's it's pretty typical. A little teaser, a little yeah, teaser. Right, right. So Corey, we've met through uh, an acquaintance, Brian, who's uh, Brian Scott, who's who was my famous uh, episode number one. I hope you right. listened into to the episode. And um, so Brian reached out to me and said, look, I need to be speaking to Corey. He's doing some really great things in, in Canada and he's sort of stretching out across the world. So, and obviously we've got LinkedIn commonality. So I know about yourself and for the benefit of our audience, could you give us some background story about yourself and, and your origin story? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, my, my origin story is that you know, I, I always wanted to be a salesman. I was always attracted to, to being in sales. And so, you know, kind of fresh out of college, I went into financial services sales. I, I was always, you know, involved in sports growing up. So that sort of competitive nature inside of me, that that wanting to compete and, and wanting to keep score, you know, drove me to that. So I, I started off in financial services sales and about four or five years of that, realized that banking wasn't the industry I saw myself in for, for the rest of my career. And, and kind of by accident, ended up in, in construction sales, you know, knew an acquaintance of an acquaintance, were looking for a, for a sales rep. And so I, I found myself by accident in the construction industry and, and, and quickly fell in love with it and realized that, that th this was where I was meant to be. So, you know, I started off my career very, very early on selling drywall and, 
and associated material that goes along with drywall, you know, insulation and commercial ceilings and, and steel mm-hmm. studs and that sort of thing. And and I did that for several years, about seven, eight years, and then transitioned into a different role, uh, still in construction, but but selling wholesale electrical. So wire and cable, uh, you know, from little tiny wires up to the great big power lines and, and fiber optic cable and, and everything in between. And you know, really hone my skills managing a sales uh, team in, in that role and just sort of continue to progress, you know, as a salesperson. And, um, you know, always had success and always kind of enjoyed what I did, but but never had that that part of my career where, you know, I was really passionate about what I was doing and really woke up excited to get out of bed and, and to, to do, you know, to, to go sell whatever I was selling every day. And um, about two and a half years ago, uh, again, a little bit by chance, I, I, I had this opportunity to come across my desk to, to to lead the sales charge here for this company, Mitrix, who I work for now. And, and you know, we'll talk more about what we do here, but essentially our, our company manufactures building integrated photovoltaics, building integrated solar products, primarily solar cladding and solar railings. And, um, you know, firstly, from a business standpoint, you know, renewable energy, sustainable products, you know, th- this is the direction that that all the momentum of the industry is is taking us towards and you know it really excited me to to think about being in on the ground floor at at a company that was bringing a revolutionary product to the market and you know more on the personal side of things for me not just a revolutionary product that that should change the industry and change the market but also a product that's the right thing to do green energy sustainable technology something that's you know, genuinely going to make the world a better place. And, um, you know, not to be too cliche, but I have two small children at home and, and it was important for me that, uh, that, you know, what I'm doing for the rest of my career is, is, is leaving a better world behind for, for my kids in the future. You, do you think this has been your calling as such? The, the solar, is, is there, is there a connection there? I, I, I don't know if I'd say that it's, necessarily my calling but what i will say is is i enjoy it tremendously since being here and um you know our company is is a solar company but but first and foremost a a construction you know products manufacturer and and really that's where my background is and that's where my strengths lend to um and and of course you know we have a solar integrated product line that we bring to the market and um again i'm still learning a lot about solar and, and have learned a lot over the last two years but um, it, 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 I, I certainly enjoy it and I, and I really feel passionately about it. And, and that sort of, that sort of gap that I was hoping to fill um, yeah. by moving to a company like this certainly has been filled to this point so far. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? When you're getting up every morning and you're going to do something that you really, really care about, you're passionate about, it really does. Yeah, it, it certainly does. And even, you know, on weekends, you know, recreationally talking with friends and people that I meet, you know, it's, it's so much more fun to tell them, you know, when they ask you, what do you do for a living, you know, to, to really talk to them about something you're passionate about. You mentioned about being competitive. Are, are you now in a competitive world, do you think, still with this solar? I mean, it's always competitive. There's there's always some level of competitive nature to what I'm doing. You know, the the way that it's competitive maybe changes. You know, for example, in my previous parts of my career, you know, selling drywall or selling electrical wire, the competition was, you know, competing against other people selling the exact same thing in the exact same market. And the competition is over relationship and price and solutions and that sort of thing. 
The competition today is, is a little different for me because I'm not necessarily competing against, you know, apples to apples, head to head competitors with the exact same products. The competition today is, is bringing a new technology and a, and a new way of thinking yeah. to the industry. You know, construction and, and buildings um, in general are, are a lot of, you know, this is the way we've always done it. This is the way we've had success and this is the way we're going to continue doing it and, and to get people to to change their mindset about how to build buildings and, and how they should be done and, and to completely change, you know, the way that they're designed and the way that they're going to generate energy for themselves is, is really the competition now competing against the status quo, so to speak, and, and getting people in the industry to, to change the way that they think and the way they build buildings. I, I agree with you there. And, and one thing I, I, I want to pick up on it, it's I like the way you've maintained, you've got the drywall stuff that you're doing, which is, similar to cladding and then you went on to doing the cables and the electrical side of it and now you've brought that all together haven't you yeah a little bit i'd love to say that was by design but <laughs> uh, but, but i'd be lying but uh, yeah it, I mean, it was just it's interesting to see how your career's evolved because you've you've got now you've got the expertise in both sides haven't you yeah that's right i do and uh, as i said slowly but surely trying to add solar expertise to the list as well yeah. So I've seen your products and you've, you've, you showed me a glimpse of some of the stuff that you can do, which is quite unique. I, I think this is quite sort of um, challenging, really. You've, you've got, as you said, you've got a new technology there, but, and I think it's quite radical what, what, what you're trying to achieve. So for the benefit of our audience here, it'd be interesting to see what you are trying to achieve without me giving away too much here. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, really high level, it's building integrated photovoltaics. So, so buildings that can generate their own energy through, through solar technology, but beyond the traditional solar space. So, you know, when you talk to people about solar on buildings, right away, they think about panels on the roof. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and, and those are fantastic and great. And, and, and we still love rooftop solar technology, but our company really focuses on solar technology that that's integrated into the building. So the background of our company is as a solar panel manu or sorry, as a, as a cladding panel manufacturer, we manufactured cladding panels and have done so for more than 25 years and evolved our existing product line to include one that has solar cells. So, you know, it, it's really a unique advantage when we bring a building integrated solar product to the market that, you know, we're not a solar company trying to bring a solar cladding panel to the market. We're, we're a cladding and facades company that's that's already well versed in this industry and we actually do our own installations here in Canada as well so we're also installation contractors so you know we understand the needs and understand the pain points of of installing cladding on buildings and really brought a product to market that integrates solar into that so you know the the beautiful thing about our product is that it's fully customizable so really in a nutshell we bring the ability for for building developers and builders to clad entire buildings with solar panels that don't look like solar panels they, they literally can can look like anything, any color, any sort of texture, and um, and yeah, and and now maximizing the space of the building, right? You know, I tell people all the time, a ten story building and a fifty story building has the exact same size roof, and so there's only so many solar panels you can fit on there. But now we can yeah. maximize the the entire facades of buildings. Um, we also do a, a solar integrated balcony railing product. So now you start talking about all the square footages on on a building facade as well as well as balcony railings, and and it becomes you know, a much larger scale now, how much these buildings can generate their own solar energy to, to offset their draw from, 
you know, fossil fuel type resources. And I like the the point that it can be camouflaged. You know, I think planning in the UK is, is we we put a big stop against solar going on certain roofs, certain walls, as we're talking here, because it doesn't look right. You know, I'm doing a big project in London at the moment and the architects are getting involved with it and the look and feel of this project's trying to overtake really what the application can do and the functionality of it. And But you, you'll be able to match that. You'll be able to blend that into exactly how they want it, won't you? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, if uh, you know if, if the building was designed to look like it has gray and black metal panels on it, we just offset those gray and black metal panels with with gray and black panels that have PV integrated into them. And and you know, to a glance to to the first sight, it, it looks exactly the same. You can't even tell that there's there's solar panels cladding the building. And and the you know the real beauty of that is is, is a truly integrated material. So it's offsetting. It's it's displacing another building material as opposed to Rooftop solar panels are always something you're adding to the building. Yeah. Uh, again, I, you know, I'll say it again. It's truly integrated into the facade of the building. And, and the wording you used to, for me the uh, the other week was camouflage. And I like the way it camouflages the solar panel itself um, and the building and, and brings it to life, doesn't it? Um, the interesting point here, um, you mentioned to me as well that you don't just have to do the front or the south facing, do you? You've got studies where you've done where you've done the whole complete building. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, of, of course, in the northern hemisphere, you know, the south facade of a building is going to generate the most solar energy. But um, in, in North America, specifically in the United States and, and coming very soon in Canada, there's there's really significant tax incentives to to use solar products on buildings. So what ends up happening is uh, integrating solar cladding onto a building ends up at the end of the day, oftentimes coming out equal as far as the cost of whatever the alternate cladding material would be. So, you know, if we're, if we're comparing head to head to like a metal panel or something like that, and you displace that metal panel with a, a BIPV cladding panel, again, when you figure out the cost per square foot, quite often it's very, very close to the exact same cost to do BIPV or metal. So, yeah. you know, if that's, if that's the case, and then we start looking at a building and saying, well, does it make sense to have solar cladding on the north side? You know, the north side does generate some electricity from ambient light and reflected light. Usually it's about 25 or 30 percent of what you're going to get from your south facade. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the equation and the question that always ends up coming up is that if it's going to cost the same to install solar cladding on the north facade as it would an alternate material, why not use solar cladding on the north side? One, you're, you're maintaining that consistency and continuity of the finish of your building all the way around on all four sides but but again if you're still even getting 25 or 30 percent of what you're getting from the south facade that's certainly better than the alternative which is zero right yeah yeah and then what about um life cycle of say traditional cladding compared to life cycle of a solar application I mean, if you're comparing it just to other cladding as a building material, the life cycle is, uh, you, you know, it, it's, it's very long. In fact, we have a lifetime guarantee on our on our panels as far as a building material goes. Um, when you talk about it as a solar panel, it, it's, you know, the same as all the rooftop solar panels that you see on the market today. We, we you know, we guarantee 80 percent efficiency after 25 years as part of our warranty. Um, but like every other solar panel, it's uh, it's going to continue to lose, you know, small amounts of efficiency over time. But 
still should be generating some electricity 40, 50, 60 years into the future. And and again, as far as the building material goes, it, it should outlast the building that it's on. And have we got any limitations with color? We don't. Color, pictures, designs, you know, we we can get very intricate as to the design and the pattern and that sort of thing. Now, one thing I will mention is that you know, the, the color on the face of the panels does affect the efficiency of the panels. So, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if you think about it, there's a piece of tempered glass in front of the solar cells. So wh- whatever we customize that tempered glass with d- does affect the efficiency a little bit. For example, if we're using an all white panel that looks like an all white metal panel on the building, it's it's going to block some of the light coming through and hitting those solar cells. So we do lose some efficiency. But again, I always go back to the to the reference of, you know, even, even an inefficient solar cladding panel, you know, maybe running at nine or 10% efficiency is still far, far better than the alternate, which is zero. Um, And and that's sort of the worst case scenario, like an all white panel or something like that. Mm -hmm. As we go up to darker colors, um, there's less and less impedance of that light coming through and hitting the solar cells. So as we use, you know, darker tones, um, the panels become much, much more efficient. And, um, and, And of course, you know, there's always the factor that we're covering much more square footage than we would if we were just using the roof, right? So yeah. we're always working with our clients and, and developers that are designing buildings to find that nice balance between aesthetics and performance. And you cheekily presented me with a, a logo that you wanted to put on a, a particular building, didn't you? Um, which made me smile. And I couldn't believe the fact that you was going to turn that into a solar panel. Well, it's quite quite impressive so the design of it not only the color but the design of it is pretty much unlimited as well isn't it it is it is yeah we did a a a project for a church here in toronto and they wanted to integrate some of their signage into the solar cladding directly and they had a a photograph of like the patron saint of their church right and and so we were literally able to take that artwork and, and place it right onto the solar cladding panel so you know, it's a very intricate, very detailed picture of, of this saint, but also is, is generating solar energy from that exact same surface. Do you think the opportunities going forward now are going to be, you know, we're, a lot of organizations are on a, you know, having to develop a net zero pathway. And if you think, oh, all we can put is solar on our roof, but now we can go around the building as well as. So do you think the opportunity is going to be significant going forward? I believe so. Yes. As, as we continue to travel towards net zero being the norm, right? I, I don't think that's a matter of if I, I think it's a matter of when that becomes yeah. you know, standard code and, and, you know, buildings that can generate as much of their own energy um, are, are going to be at a premium in the future. And, and honestly, if you ask me, you, you know, I, I believe that this is just going to become part of the code and it's just going to become part of the way that buildings are built going into the future. Hmm. Um, so we're talking about doing the side of the buildings and and obviously the roof. What about on flat surfaces like pathways and things? I've seen sort of conceptual where someone's put solar in the, the pathway and the road leading up to the building. Is Can that be done? Certainly can be done, yes. Uh, it's not something that our company does. Um, I'll say it's not something something our company does yet. Uh, we, we have, uh, you know, a, a large and ambitious R&D department that's looking at new technology all the time. Yeah. But, you know, a, as I stated, we, we're not there yet. And um, our background is in cladding and our background is in facades. So naturally, you know, our first foray into solar being in that in that yeah. industry where our background already is makes a lot of sense. And it's really where our primary focus is today. 
Yeah. Where, where do you think your challenges are going forward? I mean, this one's really easy. The biggest challenge is, is something that I've already alluded to. It's changing the minds and changing the status quo, right? And, and the yeah. biggest obstacle we have today is speaking to developers who, who love the concept, love the value proposition, love the photographs and, and the, uh, you know, renderings that we can do with our products and everything like that. And, uh, you know, without fail, almost every time they say, well, where's the closest project here where we can go see it in real life? And, you know, up till now, there's only been a couple of those or for a while there was none, right? It was all yeah. conceptual or, or, or just mock-ups and, um, and some of the first projects are being completed today, but that really is our biggest challenge is, is just changing the status quo and, and changing the mindset of, of building developers that, you know, Hey, my, my building should be generating a good portion of its own electricity internally. And, and this is how that's definitely the biggest challenge today. Yeah. So it's not just it's not just developing new buildings, is it? We can retrofit existing ones, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, because because we're a facades company, we have a lot of solutions, not just products. Right. So a lot of times older buildings need to be retrofitted anyways. You know, old brick facades that are, are falling apart or air leakage or water leakage or, or quite simply, you know, buildings that are, are looking to become more efficient by adding waterproofing and, and, you know, air barriers and adding insulation and that sort of thing. So, you know, retrofit projects that are doing this type of work anyways, uh, make absolute perfect sense. In fact, it becomes almost a no brainer from a financial standpoint. If they're going to build out some exterior insulation and do some retrofitting on the facade to add solar cladding on there and start generating their own electricity for the building too. Yeah. Retrofit is a, is a fantastic application. Right. And currently you're obviously Canada's your main base as such where what other countries are you slowly evolving and project wise yeah uh, most of our most of our work and most of our opportunity today lies in the united states i mean just sheerly by by proximity you know they're our next door neighbor but also the size of that market so the most opportunities are coming from the united states um primarily from markets like new york where they have um, this local law 97 that's impending. I'm not sure how familiar you are with that, but, um, you know, energy law that's going to penalize buildings that are energy inefficient. So we're getting a lot of attention from the New York City market, as well as places like California, where solar is mandated on a lot of projects, almost all new projects, I believe now today. And so, you know, those buildings looking for opportunities and ways to meet these requirements that are being set on them to have certain sizes of solar um, solar arrays on their buildings. Um, and, you know, some of them are finding challenges, right? Like they may have a mandate of setting, you know, X number of kilowatts on their building and they can't fit that much on the roof. So yeah. starting to come up with other solutions of how we can meet that minimum requirement, um, you know, a solution like ours, the, the solar cladding or solar railings really becomes a viable solution. So, you know, most is in the United States today. Of course, there's a lot of opportunity here in Canada, specifically in the greater Toronto area where I am it's our natural market. It's our backyard. So, so there's obviously a lot happening here too, but um, we have a lot of inquiries internationally as well. I mean, there's a lot of countries in, in Europe and, and the Middle East and South America that, you know, really are putting a focus on doing whatever they can to become energy independent and generating solar energy is one of the best ways to get there. And a lot of, you know, inquiries and a lot of questions about, you know, how products like ours can, can help these places gain that energy independence. I, I've got some buildings in the UK I've been looking at regarding uh, net zero. We've been looking at putting zo solar on the roof and it, it just tickles it. You know, it, it doesn't really, 
it's going to put people under a lot of pressure if they can't put solar anywhere else or any other resource. So I can see the opportunities in the UK alone um, significant regarding that. Um, but it's that mindset, isn't it? You know, do I want some solar on the roof and some on my walls or, you know, is and it's just getting over that, that, that curb. It's like all technologies though, isn't it? We've, we've been here before with solar in the first place, you know, do I want solar on my roof or, or not? It's that balance, isn't it? You know, um, what's it going to give me? But the more solar we get on that building, the more we could possibly export into batteries. And then we're really talking because when it's not sunny, we can then be providing uh, the battery can be providing the uh, electricity at night. So it does start to to add up, doesn't it, really, um, what we're trying to achieve here, I think. Yeah, it does. It adds up very, very quickly. And, you know, as we continue to evolve, you know, as as an industry and, and as a world, really, you know, these, these green sort of generating green energy generating technologies are becoming more and more important and, and, and it's happening very, very quickly. Do you think that you would um, start collaborating with people in the, in the battery world and, and start expanding that way as well? What's the, what's the future look like? That should have been my question, really. What does the future look like for your organization? Do you think? Well, I mean, our focus really is is on generating the electricity. So, um, you know, building out systems that make sense for every building that our product is on it is something that we do. So we certainly collaborate with with battery manufacturers, as you know, as well as other solar equipment manufacturers, inverters and, and combiners and these sorts of things. Um, our, our panels are agnostic. They work with everybody's technology. So um, whether we'll you know, make that make that jump into battery technology ourselves down the road. I'm not sure if that will happen. But mm-hmm. today, again, the primary focus for us is is on generating electricity and then collaborating with with other you know industry specialists on building overall systems that make the most sense for the buildings that we're implementing our technology on. Yeah, out of interest, I was interesting to know when you look at the air when you when you're putting your cladding up on the walls and combined with uh, solar what percentage of that panel is solar and what percentage of that is material that's acting as the fabric is there a percentage i'm just in- intrigued to know what that is well i mean the overall makeup of the panel the, the panel structure is an aluminum honeycomb which is the same structure that we've used for a long long time in our non-solar products so aluminum honeycomb but then the rest of the panel is just solar cells and a piece of customized tempered glass. And so, um, you know, on the face, on the surface of that panel, it's it's 100% solar. Right? You know, every every square centimeter of that is, is covered up yeah. by solar cells. So, um, but, you know, the overall composition of it is uh, primarily the aluminum honeycomb. That's where, you know, the, the building material side of it comes in. And that's where the structure of the panel comes from and the... Um, you know, the wind load rating and, and the fire rating and that sort of thing. Yeah. And where can we see some case studies on this now? Well, ca- case studies are, are on our website, Um Completed projects today are primarily in the Toronto area. So, you know, people in Canada or people traveling to Canada have uh, have some live projects that, that they can come see. Um, and we have more and more of those coming Eastern Canada, uh, more in downtown Toronto coming this year. Um, we have uh, our first projects in the U.S. starting later this year. First one is going to be in Jersey City, right across the Hudson River from Manhattan. 
And so, um, you know, we have some more pending projects in, in further south in the United States and California and that sort of thing. So there's more and more coming uh, as we speak. We have one completed project in Dubai actually today, too. So uh, is, is that, that completed the now, the Dubai one? It, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. So so there's a building in Dubai you can see. But but case studies, as I said, are available on our website. And, and you know, you can see what size those pro- projects are and, and what the efficiency of is of the panels you know the the good thing is is that all the different projects that we have are are some different patterns and some different colors so you can really see the difference in efficiency per square foot based on what finishes on those panels yeah yeah well Corey, um i I was just thinking about sort of you mentioned about the um the differences between the the canada and when we was talking in the beginning, you were saying about the spring, and I'm thinking, well, that's pretty much what the UK's got. So it's it's pretty similar, isn't it, climate-wise? It does get very cold in Canada, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's similar for sure. I, I'm in Toronto, so, I mean, we have more mild climate than, than some more northern parts of Canada, you know, especially out in western Canada, in Alberta, Edmonton, and Calgary, you know, places like Winnipeg, that sort of thing. They They certainly get much more severe winters than we do here but yeah. you know we still we still have uh you know typical canadian winters here snow and freezing and ice and, and that sort of thing yeah so Corey, it's come to that time of the interview that i'd like to just put you on the spot you, you have been on the spot because you did tell me right at the beginning you've never done a podcast so well done for <laughs> that is you're a natural obviously um so is there anything that you can give back to our industry today as a takeaway for the our listeners or the experts that are listening to today? I mean, really the biggest takeaway that, that I would give is that, you know, buildings should be considered a source of energy and and not just a, a place that, that uses energy, right? And, and buildings should always be thinking about energy independence and, um, you know, whether it's through other technologies like geothermal or wind or, or of course, solar, you know, um, ju- just that change of mindset that that specifically buildings and construction. Look, um, there's a statistic that says more than 40 percent of CO2 emissions in the world come from buildings and building construction. So if we can change that part of our world, you know, it, it's, it's significant and will make a yeah. big impact on the overall global co2 emissions and and global environment and climate so you know really just again changing that mindset of buildings and developers that you know energy can be generated internally and can be used on site and uh and even supplemented to grids and and into battery storage like you said and and really you know it makes a lot of sense for buildings to to be measuring that consumption and measuring that energy production and, and constantly working towards that net zero uh that net zero status you know buildings being net zero isn't that big of a mountain to overcome and i know in the industry it it really seems like it is but when you sit down with experts and you sit down with people who understand technology and understand what's available out there it's not far-fetched that net zero should be the norm and that should happen very very quickly yeah and you you mentioned this before and, and just now about educating the developers i think there's three lots of people we need to educate we need to educate the experts people like myself that um are out there looking for solutions to get to net zero um and you know i really appreciate you pushing me to to meet with you to understand what you've got to offer here because i think it's very radical and very sort of forward thinking what we're doing here um, so there's the experts, but more importantly, it's, it's the user, it's the end user, the the owner of these properties. If we can get everyone in that 
same space, really analysing that and um, sort of on that side. I think that will make the big difference. It, it's it's dragging everyone along, isn't it, unfortunately? And you guys being leading edge and, and out there on the frontier, the coalface, as I call it, excuse the pun, but it's on the coalface <laughs> chipping away, chipping away at them ideas and them solutions. Um, you've got a big task on your hand. And um, I'm hoping today is going to help that that task with you know sharing that knowledge to other people that listen to this. Yeah, I, I hope so too. And you know, people like you in the industry are, are are people that are very important to people like us, right? We can we can spread the good word, so to speak. You know, only so much, right? But um, but other industry experts and and people that that others listen to and that others respect are, are obviously you know, uh, important for us to, to get the word out there and to start to, to change that mindset all around the world. Brilliant. Well, Corey, thank you for your time today. Um, I'm really excited about your technology. I've, I've already been eyeing up some areas where we could sort of push that into, just sort of give a different dimension to what we're looking at. Um, I really appreciate your time. So thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Brilliant. And then lastly, Corey, you and your family stay safe in these times. I appreciate it. Thanks. And same to you.